This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, is your job fucking with your mental health? If so, we got tips. Also, dating guys who love white women, why you're fucking perfect, black girls and science, and mad other shit. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Oh, okay. Right. You ready, N? Q, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who am I? Who are you? Who am I? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, actually. My body is full of stress. Okay. I'm I'm fine. Nothing's happening in my life. Just to see the way she jerked me in my life. My life. I'm okay. Okay? People want to call me with their news. She like Whitney. I'm not right, but, but it's, it's okay. okay. That's how I feel. I'm cold. I sang that at work today. Really? To people? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, y'all wildin'. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know me there. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea with, with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea. Dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ew. Right. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good said this oh i didn't know i asked you how you was doing i did did. oh you're really good at that i'm the one who's bad at that right how are you doing still filled with stress (laughs) every time my body is like oh actually everything is fine no need to be alarmed relax then some shit then some shit shit hits the fan (gasps) they what did they say this is a big rich town hang them low and spread them (laughs) out That was the Tony. greatest thing that Tony Braxton's mom gave to me. Yeah, gave to all of us, yeah. in fact. If you would like to follow the conversation. Oh, yes, podcasting. Being had on this here podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We love if you use it on all the social meds. We, we retweet that shit. We like that shit. And then you can find other people listening to T with Queen and Jay. Like, y'all already got something in common. If you oh. mean some. Remember that song? Forget it. Anyway. Yes. Um, you forgot. Brit, Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston's greatest hits. I didn't forget. Oh, oh you can also use the hashtag pod in, and that is a now listening hashtag. We like to you. We like for you to use that as well, so people who've never heard of Tea with Queen and Jay can find Tea with Queen and Jay on the hashtag and start listening to us. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a spot of tea episode, and those are episodes where we have less segments. We get on the mic, we talk our shit, and it allows us to do a podcast every week since we are a team of motherfucking two. 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 Hey, hey, hey. Queen, can you tell the people what libations are? Yes, I do. So libations are where we pour some for the homies, the people, places, and things that give us black ass joy, the ancestors, all that good shit that feeds our energy. Libations, this is where we do it. This is where we do it. No, 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 no. So, Jay, Yo. do you have any libations? I do have libations. Yo. I want to libate everybody that I ran into at New York Comic Con this weekend. I had an awesome motherfucking time. I had a blast. Everybody was super nice. Lots of hugs and shit were exchanged. I wanted to libate Tatiana of For All Nerds and the team over at YouDon'tReadComics.com for helping to make it a super duper special New York Comic Con. No, yeah, yo, I just like it can be a lot because it's such a huge con. It's so many people. It like a lot. Yeah, but I felt really like grounded this year mm-hmm. and like um, 
yeah, it was just really fun. Um, my partner was able to come with me for Saturday and Sunday. So that was also helpful because yeah. when the crowd got to be too much, it was like nice to have somebody to like hold their hand. Like I love him and you know, I hold his hand, but like also Oh, you love him. Yeah, yeah. But also I will hold anybody's <laughs> hand. <laughs> like honestly, in New York, I will hold your hand, son. <laughs> I just like need someone to hold my hand. It's too much. And I'm there to have fun. I'm not there to punch anybody like dead in the head. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of people asking for knuckle sandwiches. People pushing and banging into you with their bag and shit. At the end, that's when it gets real. At the end of the con, when people are like ready to go home and like it, like people don't give a fuck anymore. So, so it was nice to have somebody that that was there with me, like a calming, grounding presence. Yeah, I'm sure there are people who don't notice it as much as me, but you know, my body is ready to fight it. It's not safe, man. You're too close, man. <laughs> That's me at all times. <laughs> what? Huh? Die line, die line, die line. Right. Yes. Yes. I always feel unsafe. So it's good to have like a, a cool grounding presence. And my partner was um that for me this weekend, which was super dope. So yeah, libat- libations to all you niggas. My partner... And all the black girls that I ran into that were doing awesome Yo, fucking you had mad black cosplay. Yeah. And I say bitch you love. Yes. For yes. you new people. Yeah. I don't on know. I don't know on everyone. Your, um, Insta story. Right. Really, really cool. I didn't take any um any cisgender men. So everyone who I was noticed, not that. I took notice. <laughs> I was like, mm, only, mis- <laughs> only folks impacted by misogyny war That's right. on this shit. That's right. That's right. That's it. Was, it I was funny because it was a few times that I was. I was like, that's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it was a few times that they were with like other people and i was like oh no no, no, just, no just you just, just. i'm only doing black girls sorry um but like i said i didn't ask everyone their gender but i took f- pictures of folks who appeared to be um like yeah femme. right 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 mm-hmm. so yeah and it was great and I, I actually i took a a boomerang i'm gonna put all the boomerangs in our um instagram story mm-hmm. but i took a boomerang of um this woman who was dressed in like a steampunk kind of costume and when i there were a few i don't know what that means uh, i'll show you the picture but i I don't even know i don't know how to explain it but it looks like old timey think old think oh think wild wild west how it was old timey but also like science and technology okay yeah that's the easiest that i could do but maybe a little bit more out there um but like westworld I don't watch Westworld, but maybe. I saw one episode and I was like, oh, let me back up out of here. But But people, a lot of people, it can be overwhelming when you're in cosplay Mm -hmm. and like there's an element, there can be an element of competition to it. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes people, you know, you just dress up, you're there to have a good time and it's all good. But there are people who are like, okay, I only want to take pictures of people who did some like amazing fucking construction of their own shit or who look exactly like this particular character or whatever um but i just wanted to take pictures of people who i who look like they were having a good fucking time like you look like you're having a good time you express yourself in this way this is like black joy to me or whatever so like i wanted to capture that steampunk woman i was like hey can i take your picture she was like uh yes what why i'm not really i was like yeah you're steampunk right you're like in a st-. she was like oh my god yes i didn't like 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 she just felt like no one else had seen her or mm-hmm. like recognized that she was in costume or whatever yeah. so it was just it was just nice it was just nice and we know that like I only acknowledge like people of color in cosplay. Sorry, yeah. that's just how I roll. You ain't, but, got, you ain't got to apologize. Hey, that's just what it is. You ain't got to apologize. That's just what it is. But 
there are people who like don't acknowledge people of color in cosplay like at all because a lot of times we're cosplaying folks who were not originally whatever our race is and there are people who don't acknowledge that so like I don't know. I just don't care about like what anyone else is doing. And I want um, to focus on like It's evident you are <coughs> on this show. <laughs> Fuck she explained shit for. My point is I had a great black ass time and it was good to see other people having a black ass time at New York Comic Con. Yo, that so libations good. to all you niggas. I like, I like seeing you with your Comic Con friends. Thank friend. you. It was so much it's fun, cute. yo. It was so much fun. How was um what are your libations? My libations, I'm pouring libations for my homegirl, um, Ryan, known to people, well, her Instagram is she's Ryan, but she has a new banging suite in this tattoo parlor across um, Electric Gorilla Tattoo. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the parlor. Nice. And she's been on her grind trying to like make her name in the cosmetic tattoo world and tiny tattoo. She did my piercing and when I saw my lip. Mm-hmm. So I remember when she first started this years ago in the tattoo place that I'm not going to name that was very toxic. Um, oh, so wow. the, now, now see her in like a better place with like this big ass suite and like people just coming to celebrate her was just really, really fun. That's so dope. I guess it was kind of like a housework warming. Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we all went out there, was drinking. It was fun. And I just want to pull operations for her and her new chapter in her life. That's and exciting. Shit like that. pretty dope. Um, follow her on Instagram if you're interested in getting cosmetic tats. So that's like, she does that tattoo eyebrow mm-hmm. shit. Um, the microblading. Yes, yep. she does that. She only does tiny tats because they take a short amount of time. Okay. Then big mm-hmm. tats or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she does piercings and shit. So, vibrations to her. She wouldn't let me do the other piercing I wanted to do because she mm-hmm. said I was too inebriated. Well, so she's responsible. she's responsible. She's responsible. Professional. You know? Yeah. That's but dope. yeah, so check out her Instagram. Her Instagram is at she's Ryan. Yeah, that'd be in the show notes. But yes, I'm just really, really happy and excited for That's her. That's dope, yo. Pay black women. Get tired of Word, right? Shit. Queen. Yes, girl. Can you tell the people how and why to donate to Tea with Queen and J podcast? Yes. So donate to Tea with Queen and J to sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. Okay. Podcast. You could donate by going to our website, teawithqueenandj.com. And if you just scroll down on the homepage, there's where you have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can drop however many coins you want, however however many times you want in the pot. No commitment there. And then our second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for only $2 a month. $2! You can give more or less. That is up to you because we some option giving as bitches, but two, um, more or less, like I said, but $2 a month is what we're asking for. Um, you could also find direct links to those things in our show notes if you don't have time to go to our website. So we want to make it accessible and easy as well. Other ways that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay that are not monetarily but just as important are by subscribing to this podcast, wherever you're listening to us, fucking subscribe. Like how do you listen to a podcast? Like one and t- twice. No, like I don't just subscribe to this subscribe, shit. Son. Subscribe, um, rate, review. Those are helpful. Those are ways for you to donate that are not monetarily tag us and post that people ask for podcasts, teach someone to listen to a podcast. So then you could teach them how to listen to tea with Queen and Jay. So then you could teach them how to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. You're saving the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are ways that you could donate to tea with Queen and Jay. Podcast. That's right. Mm-hmm. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and J podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, you can email us at tea with Queen and J at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization, do a live show or consult you or your team, send us your team mail at tea with Queen and J at gmail.com.
com. Hire a bitch. Hire a bitch, yo. You got jobs? <laughs> Do you got jobs? You got jobs? Do you got jobs. So donation libations this week. Yo, we got a bunch of new patrons via Patreon. Ew. Thank you so much, y'all. Thank you. Thank you to Aurora. Thank you to Taylor. Taylor has mad vowels in their name, yo. Libations to Taylor. That's a lot of... Um, Shout out to vowels. Ew, yeah, I like vowels. Language. <laughs> making language pop um libations to eunice thank you paul upped their pledge thank you so much paul we appreciate you jenny bear thank you for being called jenny bear we oh, like that I really like that wilson christopher and leah leah says i started listening to your podcast earlier this year and i'm now a weekly listener i'm glad to finally be in a place where i can donate thank you too so much for all the work that you do you make me feel so not alone in this crazy white supremacist patriarchal capitalist world thank you thank you thank you you're so welcome you're welcome you're appreciate you you're welcome and we got our paypal yes paypal snacks <laughs> that's how snacks, that's how yo. that's how you equate that that's right PayPal, if, it's the snacks. if we don't get no paypal we can't eat any snacks we need snacks <laughs> okay um so we got a paypal donation from liliana and liliana says hi queenie J. am sending you a little bit of money to say happy national podcast day oh thank you that's so sweet your podcast has motivated me to start a podcast that i have been thinking to start for a couple of years motivation <laughs> <laughs> you just had to bring Kelly rolling into this one. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Yep. <laughs> Kelly got a podcast. Kelly got it. She don't. Um, I have a podcast. I wasn't saying she don't have mm-hmm. it. Um, your podcast has motivated me to start a podcast that I have been thinking to start for a couple of years. Bailey Bougie Mamas. Damn. Thank you so much for your voices and your authenticity. Y'all are fabulous. Thanks, Liliana. We appreciate you. you. And congratulations on finally starting your podcast. podcast. That's fucking awesome. That's dope. And I look forward to listening to it. If I, yo, I have so many podcasts. Jay in my will queue. listen to it eventually. I will. She listens it's to all list. of them. I do eventually. The good, the bad, the trash. I do. I do. do. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's uh, get into this show. All right. Queen. Yeah. What kind of tea are you drinking? Oh, I am are you drinking tea? Not drinking tea. Okay. I am drinking beer. I'm also drinking beer. Some German shit I can't We're pronounce. in here drinking uh Hoffeweizen grapefruit Goof, beer. Goofaluffa. Because, <laughs> because uh it's that kind of day. And I, I we're actually we're drinking It was that this. kind of day for Jay. It was. We're drinking I'm just this like, because okay, I, guess I can't get do. high or drink hard liquor because we gotta we gotta do this podcast. Um and then we have to edit this podcast. And um why I'm are you just, dancing. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it just felt right. What is that? Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I like it to was be this. I was doing this, going down. Me oh, the, yes. Okay. Thank you. Down. Doing that. Yes, it is going down in here. Um, with very tame beer. Yeah. But um, I'm just drinking in solidarity because that's what friends are thank for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She's drinking. I was gonna beer. do it anyway. I'm, that's, I'm, act- I'm gonna end up drinking her beer. But that's just who I am. Yeah. Okay. Well, usually we drink tea, but this is a this is. I'm a finishing my juice first. Kinda. Oh, okay. All right. I'm All also right. drinking a spritza. True. You got a lot going on over there. Yeah. What are your pronouns? She and her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what do you affirm for yourself this week? I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I'm enough. I affirm that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I affirm that Hennessy, your dog, will not walk around during this episode because I don't feel like editing that shit out. I affirm that I'm well-rested and that my hair and fashions 
I'm popping. My body is healthy. My mind is healthy. Yes. And I will forever and always stunt all you fucking hoes. Because right. I don't know how else to live. I support that. I support all these affirmations. What are you affirming for yourself, Jay? Well, I just silently affirmed that Hennessy would sit down. She's staring at me looking so cute. So cute and sad. But anyway... <laughs> Like y'all, um, like y'all talking about me right Hennessy Aww, is Jay's dog by the way right. I affirm that I am not a lady I affirm that I am enough my apartment is paid for my rent is paid I'm wealthy I'm self-employed and my finances are abundant I'm paid opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma I have everything I need to maintain and continue to flourish I do not undersell myself or underquote my rate I am healthy I also want to affirm that I am not my stress I am not my, my stress. Yes, I affirm that shit. And I want to affirm. So I've been doing a lot of applying for stuff, which means a lot of rejection. Yeah, I got jobs. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of that. And yeah, that means a lot of rejection. Like usually people ask, how's the job search going? It's not going well until you found a new job. You will know. Right. When I say I have a job. Yes. So true. Yeah. So I affirm that like... Like, like the process is, is okay. People saying no to me, it's like I'm getting closer to, like, when somebody says yes to me. Like, it's fine. It's a part of exactly. the process, yo. And it wasn't a good fit anyway, so. That part. Y'all are interviewing each other. It's that not part. just one way, okay? Ooh, you know what else I affirm? It's not an affirm. I just want to talk about it. Speaking of jobs. <laughs> so, um, my LinkedIn, I have. I don't um, know why I thought you were going to say my Lanta. Well, go ahead. I don't know why you have to tell us those things that you think you heard. The listeners like it. Oh, my goodness. So, my LinkedIn photo, it's a headshot that you all have probably seen before of me in a head wrap. So, anyway, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, I see... you Muslim? <laughs> <laughs> why old black people say that like that? <laughs> you Muslim? Know, but it's like... It's the Muslim. It's how they all used to talk. Like, they were... You know how Nina Simone talked? Yes. And how Diane Carroll yes. talked? It's a certain... And how... Um, uh, James Baldwin talk. Yes. It's a certain type of speak that we don't speak like don't, that anymore. I don't, I don't, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. So I think that's a part of that. I don't know why, but it Muslim. is. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody asked me if I was Muslim or Muslim, as my grandma says. Um, she'd be like, Muslim. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no one has asked me that yet. But I was on LinkedIn and I ran into this um, black girl who I recognized. I was like, okay, let me connect with them or whatever. Uh-huh. So their picture was one thing, and then I came back on there like a few hours later to do something else, and then her picture, it was like her in a head wrap that was similar, like rap like mine, uh-huh. and I was just like, look at me inspiring folks, yo. Yes. Just look at me out here. You could do it. Be you could be Muslim be too. My- <laughs> <laughs> we could all be fake Muslims. Um yeah no but it's just like a lot of times within the workspace within the career space yeah, there's a lot of people yeah. who their picture on linkedin don't look nothing like who their energy and personality is in real life because a lot of us feel like we have to sell a certain thing and buy nothing wrong there are people there are some of us who yes to, in order to do whatever it is we do we do have to sell a certain thing so yeah. i'm not knocking that but it was nice to see somebody um you know just like do them you know, so I was like, okay, black girl, black, That's right. black girl head wraps. Okay. We in here, we linked in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is that. Uh, so we got some T-mail. Yeah, we did. Somebody mm-hmm. had a question about something that you said on the podcast. So I'm going to read this mm-hmm. and you can uh, respond. You ready? Sure. The subject is, why did Queen quit pursuing nursing? I 
never have okay <laughs> all right here's the message hey queen and jay i've been an avid i've been an avid listener since i heard jay on the black panther episode of the extraordinary negroes podcast that shit with jay the other jay jay was weird to say the least um Go sidebar on. yeah so for anybody who doesn't know what this person is referring to we discussed um jay from extraordinary negroes on episode 213 if you want to go back and see what the fuck is being we threw his ass in a pit oh that did happen that's what happened okay so yeah so that'll be towards the end and uh yeah that shit was weird thank you um i'm currently finishing up an accelerated nursing program and like many people towards the end of a challenging program i am over it personally i like nursing itself and enjoy working with patients particularly black patients because i know how we get mistreated in the healthcare system but I find much of the program to be unnecessarily cumbersome and at various times it just feels like hazing. I feel like I've had a clinical instructor try to quote unquote break me. Some of the assignments feel completely irrelevant and overall it just feels like they make it much more difficult than it needs to be. I heard y'all mention Queen's brief stint in nursing school and I am curious as to why she chose not to continue with the program she was in. Thanks for supporting black people and specifically for supporting black women, non-binary, trans, and disabled folk. Keep up the good work and hopefully I'll get to meet y'all at next year's Pod and Live NYC event. Yeah. Love y'all. Aisha. Love you Thank you, Aisha. Aisha. We love Thanks you back, yo. Thank you for the letter. So you wasn't in nursing school? No. I was what in, was you in? I was in a physician assistance program. Oh. Like, different. Okay, well, why'd you stop? Because I ain't like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why? so there's like a long story. Okay. So I've always been really good at science. And I guess in black homes, you just equate science to medical spaces. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, you're good at this. You should be a doctor. And I was right. like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, then as I always wanted to be a pediatrician. Then when I got to college... Um, I was like, when I was in college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I just mm-hmm. kept doing medical things. So I first I was like, I'll just be an occupational therapist like my mom. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, oh, no, maybe I'll just really just go to med school. Like I was jumping all over the medical mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. Um, then I graduated with biology and I was like, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. So sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> I, I thought I'd think about that girl who like a dumpling. <laughs> girl we know who looked like a dumpling <laughs> that has nothing to do with my story i'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, i was totally listening to you and then my mind my mind was like yo you remember that dumpling girl oh god oh my god sorry i'm very i'm stressed out and that that oh that was like i think like my no, spirit how did that come together my like that? just needed the joy oh god so okay all right, they probably ahead. listened Oh, um, you look like a dumpling, that, shorty. Okay. <laughs> that dumpling was kind of obsessed okay. with me. But anyway. All right. Sorry. Okay. So you bounced from a bunch of... I was totally listening to you, though. Mm-hmm. You bounced from a bunch of different programs because you were still figuring out what you wanted to do. Yeah. You And then you was like, oh, I'll go to medical, medical school. But then... No, no, no. I Like, so when I was in undergrad, I was kind of like, okay, I'll take courses to be... To do occupation therapy. Right, right. I'll take courses to do this. Okay. Like, because I didn't know what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. i knew i liked science i knew i was good at it but i didn't really know what to do with it and everyone was pushing me towards the medical space because i don't think people push women black women in particular into just the science space it was science that i like oh yes yes but everyone's pushing me in this space right so that's what we're supposed to do you can be of service exactly so everyone's pushing me in that direction and in that moment i'm not even realizing like i could just like fucking be a biologist Mm. or geneticist because i really like genetics Mm -hmm. like i could just be doing that but i that was not something that i even thought 
I could do right in a moment because everyone Fuck. was pushing me like you're good at this you do this mm-hmm. like like just think of you know like all the stuff you could be doing yeah. for the community blah, blah blah so I went in that way mm-hmm. and then when I finally got my bachelor's in biology and I knew I didn't want to go to med school because I'm not studious mm-hmm. like I'll get the good grades but all of that shit and the pressure that people put themselves through to get yeah. the good, I, th- I think all of that shit is dumb mm-hmm. like I'm not literally killing myself to get an A yeah. but I don't, don't get an A then I don't get an A mm-hmm. like I'm not doing that to right. myself Um, so I was like I can do a physician assistant program. They had a program at Toro University that was on a master's level. A lot of times physician assistant is on a bachelor's degree level. Okay. Since I already had a bachelor's, it was like didn't make sense for me to just do that mm-hmm. again, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then that's when I was there. I was just like, I don't want to do this because it was the same competitive mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. If you if if this amount of people don't pass this, then you you dropped from the program. If you don't do this, then you just, it was just like this is not. I'm the type of bitch like I'll play you a Mario and I lose, and I'll be like, all right, well, mm-hmm. like I'm not doing all of that. Yeah. Um, so it was just like all of this pressure. I don't even really, I don't even really want love this, want to do this. Why am I going to put myself through all of this pressure? Mm-hmm. Why am I going to be in spaces where I'm not very good at being in spaces where I know that you think I'm not supposed to be there. I'm not good at that. Right. I'm not good at proving to you I need to be in a space. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, here, this is yours. You got it. I'm going to go make my space over here. That's mm-hmm. just my personality in mm-hmm. general. So it was a lot of that, too. Like, I remember times where I would, like, get a good grade on the test, and the professor's like, this is your paper? And I'm like, yes. Like, yeah. I know we're in this big lecture hall class, but, yes, that's I'm the person attached to that name. You know, mm-hmm. like, just shit like that. Mm-hmm. Those microaggressions, I didn't know what that was. When I was younger, but it was just like the fool the fuck is what you mean? Yeah. Like this is my fucking paper. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, this I guess in quotations, this ghetto bitch, yes, I did this. You know, mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to keep doing that. I wasn't in love with it enough. And then I learned so much more about the medical industry and how faulty it fucking is. I'm like, am right. I really being of service? Mm-hmm. Am I really? Can I really be an activist in this space? Mm-hmm. Can I do that shit? And then um, there was always a piece of me that wanted to be in journalism, but every time I mentioned it in my childhood, my parents were like, you ain't gonna make no money. Yeah. <laughs> so I never explored it. So then finally I just said to my mom, like, I don't think I want to do that. Like, how would you feel if I just dropped out? She was like, I don't care. That's your life. I'm like, bitch. All this time. She was like, I don't care. That's your life. You you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, I don't have, it's not like, I guess for her, I wasn't a child that she had to worry about right. a lot. Like, you already did what you were supposed to do in her eyes, which is, can you self-sustain yourself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's you like, take care of yourself. I don't care. Do what, do, do what mm. makes you happy. Shoot, yeah. we ain't got no kids. You know, because mm-hmm. like, that's, but my mother always says everything because yeah. do shoot for the stars because you ain't got no kids. Yo, she not wrong. <laughs> She's not wrong. It's been the key to my success. <laughs> okay it's how i thrive with no job oh she's like yo you ain't got no kids like you know like whatever Mm -hmm. so then um that's when i pivoted and started like trying to figure out media for myself and blah blah blah. but yeah it was just not for me it was just people pushing me in that direction i didn't realize it until like i think was a year and a half in the Mm -hmm. physician assistant program and i was like i don't want to fucking do this like this is dumb Mm -hmm. why are you doing this but yeah Wow. So that was that experience. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so things that I learned. So I learned that you were a biology major. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. You have your bachelor's in biology. I knew you were a science-ass bitch, but, you know, I didn't know the details of that. So that's fun to know. 
what is uh disheartening and makes me want to fight and stab everyone is the fact that you a whole ass black girl who could have been uh you're amazing right now i'm happy with who you are you Thank don't you. yeah you're fucking awesome you. and you don't need my approval but also like you're fucking dope but also you wanted not not not, not so much that you could have been a biologist but or, or a geneticist but that these are things that you wanted to do that you were interested in and shit like that and that there was no one to say hey you, you could, could do, do this, this. Yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and because part of that is because as black folks we have to be focused on our survival right how can you best survive yeah that what was, can you yeah. do the best what's gonna like best maximize and help you take care of you and what can what, like what, what we, comes next yeah what what can we do what's next and how will it like help all of us kind of come up and take care of one another yeah. right so then there's that then you have white people and people in power saying be of service be a doctor why would i even tell this girl that you can be a geneticist a biologist or anything like that i was in um because of my math and science scores i was also in um like a high school doctor program or whatever and like after school you would go and they would have talks doctors would come and have talks to us maybe a geneticist or biologist talked to us but it was very like medical probably not it's probably it's not mostly right. medical yeah it was they very really like medical science focused yeah, yeah i wasn't into none of that shit i was just there because i, I was my mom was like you have to go like <laughs> that's it yeah it's just interesting to see the different ways in which our light and our desires and shit can be um i hate to say stomped out that shit sounds so fucking terminal but yes but that you know what i'm saying yeah so that is wild layered and fucked up yeah so all the stuff you feeling i felt Mm -hmm. i don't know what you should do this is your life but those feelings that you're feeling are things that i felt and i wasn't in love with it enough to continue like i just wasn't so it was just like as soon as i spoke to my mother about it me. at that time me and my dad weren't really talking mm-hmm. and then when i talked to my mom about it she's like girl you're grown i'm like bitch she told me this <laughs> <laughs> i didn't call i didn't call her bitch y'all right but like i've been grown for years you didn't tell me <laughs> yeah. nothing that's funny i think um what this person what aisha says is that she um she says here personally i like nursing itself and enjoy working with the patients particularly black patients because i know how we get mistreated in the healthcare system i happen to know a lot of um nurses and shit and they seem happy with what they do yeah I've, i have no i have nurses in my family doctors mm-hmm. in my family people in the medical like a lot of people in my family are in the medical space right. they like what they do mm-hmm. i wasn't i didn't love it enough to like what yeah. they do and i don't know what they went through to fall in love with it they probably fell out of love with it mm-hmm. i was at a point where i fell out of love with it and i left when mm-hmm. i fell out of love with it so yeah. i'm sure people go through the the ends the back and forths mm-hmm. with this like this is natural stuff yeah um so I've seen people be in that space and be fine. I'm just not, I just wasn't. Mm-hmm. I will say that there are, as a black person in a white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalistic world, there are times when I'm in a work environment where when I see somebody like exhibiting white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, and because I know what that is and what that looks like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's your problem. Okay. If it hurts less, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It hurts less and it feels less harmful to me because even though I am being harmed, the, the piece of it, as like, I feel like there are times when we're still learning what it is. We're still learning. Yo, why is this happening to me? Yo, what the fuck is their problem? Like that element of, Oh, I know what your problem is like not having to figure out and explore and wonder why and all that stuff there's a piece of that that i think helps with um 
when you're in a situation that you can't necessarily get out of, I think helps with survival. You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, when you talk about your clinical instructor trying to break you and the level of like competition and all that stuff, we know that a lot of that kind of weeding out and hierarchy, I mean, yes, to work in a medical profession, like we need to like- No, I want you to weed the motherfuckers yeah, out. Yeah, niggas so I need get to it. know that they know I, what they're I, doing. I want an A plus doctor. I don't want a C no. plus doctor. <laughs> of course. Just, you know, like- Of course. But some of what you mentioned though about the like- the competitiveness and shit there are elements of that that probably don't have to be there mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but i think uh, but that's the to, to like when it comes to the metal it does have to be there mm, because you're working these long shifts right you're dealing with like lots of shit mm-hmm. so they're doing that on purpose to make sure you could handle what you need to handle when you're in the field the medical profession is very like front lines very like extreme very like it's mm-hmm. a lot. Do it's a think- lot that they're preparing you for. I knew that I that was not the life I right, wanted to live. Right. Like while I was doing um that, I was still working retail on the weekends and I'm like, I'm doing all the lists and I'm still gonna have a job where I'm on my feet for hours. Mm-hmm. Is this something you know, like stuff like that? Like is this something that I wanna do? No. Like right. it's it's a like it's a very intense profession. Unless you go into eventually private practice or you become um, more specialized in your medic field or whatever. But even that, there's more and more school. And it's just mad. It's a lot. It's a mm-hmm. lot. It's not like a cush job. People see the money and they think it's like a cush space. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. You're a nurse and you might have 36 hours, 48 hour shifts. Mm-hmm. Nah. Oh, all right. So it's not white supremacy. There's one. <laughs> They just want to make sure you don't kill us. Okay, you know. No, it is white supremacy because white supremacy says the medical industry has to look like that. That's not how it has Got to it. look. But that's what they make it look like, and mm-hmm. that's what you're preparing it for. So I do agree with you. It is white supremacy. But, like, that's why they make school like that mm-hmm. so that you can do these residencies and do that shit and be under high pressure like that and still perform. It's bullshit. Good luck, Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's great that though you're wise. You're wise for doing this. I think it's great and I think it's important. Um, and that was a, a why for me as well to s- service black folks to like be that person. I just, I just couldn't. I was like, nah. Mm. I found other ways to service black folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So this one is um, about mental health. We had a previous listener write in about challenges they were having with their mental health and workspace. And we talked a little bit about that. And then someone responded as well. Mm -hmm. So they say, hi, y'all. There was a listener that wrote in that was recently hired to a job, but has depression and I think anxiety. And in the region she lives in. And the region she lives in doesn't have a lot of black people or POCs in the workplace. I recently went through an experience at my own shit job that I quit because it was pressing on my depression and my anxiety. Congrats on quitting. That's right, yo. Cheers to that shit. I remember her stating that she was worried about her depression affecting her job. I want to let her know that it can and it's okay. Some keynotes. Number one, get a therapist and or psychiatrist if you have insurance and see them during the time you are at your place of employment. This will help you. This will help your case. Number two, be vocal about your job experience to your therapist. It is a part of your life. Number three, you can most likely ask for medical leave if your depression and anxiety is affecting your work. Under insurance or at most corporate jobs, you can file for FMLA leave. Your job cannot legally disclose such leave or issues to your future employer because you are protected under HIPAA. She right. Ow. 
Check out them hippolores. It's important, y'all. Yep. Number four, if depression and anxiety are major issues or any quote unquote disability, I recommend selecting benefits for long term leave in the event you ever have to use it. You will likely, depending on the insurance and or the state, have more taken out of your paycheck, but it seems worth it. I know this because I took medical leave from my job for depression and anxiety, and luckily I saw a therapist that I found during my term of employment, and damn, when shit hit the fan, it paid off. I legit was having panic attacks at my desk, and my therapist wrote a letter for me to get leave, and I got a job... And I got a paid job, medical leave, FMLA. Still don't know what that means, but I got it. And then I quit. Hope that I think it means fuck y'all. Right? <laughs> That's how I take it. Fuck my loser a job. <laughs> That's it, FMLA. Mm-hmm. Um, hope this helps her and other folks. Feel free to use my name, XO Jazz. Thank you, Jazz. We appreciate you. Thank you. That was That was good info. Yeah, that was a good list. Fucking helpful, yo. I appreciate it. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. All right. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money. Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes um, twice a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website yo tvsqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black. All the time. Right. So we got one more team that we want to ring. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that now. Okay. And this one... What would you say? This is more along the lines of like dating and shit, right? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Queen and Jay. I know this is really late, but I wanted to sincerely thank you for the episode dedicated to my listener question. So they had a question on another episode that we answered, obviously, because they just said that. Yeah, this one was a New Yorker and they were having some challenges adjusting to the city and um, feeling like some self-image issues and things like that. I had a rough summer last year, complete with rejection from jobs and boys. So I, they're probably bugger boys, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So I felt like there was something fundamentally wrong with me at the time. I've since gotten a therapist to talk me out of the harmful thinking. Went on a retreat upstate this summer, and I've actually been making a lot of friends with people in my neighborhood. I don't think I have cured all my insecurities. I still feel ugly sometimes and refuse to dance at parties out of fear, but I feel like I have more of a foundation to build self-love practices on. What I wanted to ask you both this time is, how do you know when you're 
in the right place to start dating again. I've had I've had a crush on one of the neighbors I befriended this summer for a while, mm -hmm. but blow it at every chance to say anything about it. I've heard from our mutual friend that he really wants to get to know me more, but whenever I go to their house, I feel really, really shy. When we finally do talk, I find multiple ways to exit the conversation preemptively or change the subject when it seems like it's slowing down. All of this out of fear that he'll see how boring I am and reject me. Also, my new friends are serious Instagram hotties. Tattoos, party photo shoots, Doc Martens, vibe. They make my Instagram look like a, a mom account. So no I, shades of moms. <laughs> There's, there's, there's hottie moms, Instagram hottie moms, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I think she means like Harriet Winslow. So. <laughs> okay. So I'm kind of intimidated by why these people want to hang out with me so much in the first place. Side note, he's one of the people of color dudes that dates or seems to really, or seems really into white girls. So that wears me out. I mean, I've dated a white girl before, but I couldn't. But I wouldn't call it a vibe. <laughs> That's funny. Mm -hmm. He definitely has a vibe, though, even when he wears pro-black shirts. They, they, all, they all do. Mm -hmm. Is this all a sign that I'm not ready to date? If so, when do you know? If so, when do you know? I feel like crushes spark a lot of insecurity in me. But is that kind of normal? Love, Anonymous. Anonymous. I was, I was thinking that in my head, too. Um, Wowzers. This is a lot. I have some thoughts. Okay. All right. So I think that maybe you're ready to date. Maybe you're not. But I think the vibe that you're getting about this person, like dating mad white girls and running around in pro black shirts and shit. I think that that's an actual like vibe, actual feeling you're getting, yeah. whether you're ready to date or not. Like, I don't particularly like dating dudes who don't date black mm. women. women. Me neither. And... If, yeah, that, I, honestly, so, okay, so just some insight into the last letter that this person wrote was about um, getting a lot of shit for being a dark-skinned black woman and getting getting shit for it from people who she knows, who are in, within, were there pronouns she heard? Do you remember? Um, that's, yeah, I think, I believe uh, okay. so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so getting shit from people that she knows as well as like strangers like yelling at yelling like wild shit which we know like happens to dark-skinned black women yeah um so i would say like based on some of the trauma and insecurities experienced like surrounding that i would stay away from a nigga who regularly indulges yeah, that's in gonna trigger white shit. women almost exclusively like all the time. yeah and that's 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 not the fact that you're of you perhaps would avoid him like is not a reflection of how strong you are or whether you're ready to date or not it's just like stay away from shit that could be harmful to yeah, you yeah i think that's what your body is telling you actually right. to stay away from shit that could be harmful that mm -hmm. is why when he trails off you like cut the conversation short mm -hmm. like just listen to your body it's telling yeah. you that mm -mm, not this motherfucker like listen to that shit like seriously and i agree with jay i don't think it has anything to do with whether you're ready to date or not is stay away from this motherfucker is what i see mm -hmm. also i want to jump to this this um feeling you have about why your friends hang out with you uh because you're probably fucking dope and a cool person and they enjoy you unless you like pay them to hang out with you but if you don't <laughs> 
if you're not like giving them like money to this hang is a out teen with movie you, yeah right um they enjoy your company and i think that people me and queen are very different people i don't think that yeah we are yeah we're both different and we're both cool in those lanes that we're in and so i don't think seeing someone who's like an instagram hottie or somebody who is fucking super cool punk or like whatever the fuck like shit they're on and wondering well why do they fuck with somebody like me like whatever your shit is if it's being a boring bitch congratulations you're a dope fucking boring bitch bitch. yo that's fucking great and like are you even boring like probably not stop comparing yourself to probably that you need to like stop comparing yourself to people like just because they're an Instagram hottie in quotations, mm. that doesn't mean that shit is popping for them in their whole life. Like yeah. it's, it's just, it's Instagram. We know that's the, what did they call that? The the high reel, whatever mm. they call that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, the it's, highlight reel. Yeah, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you know these purple people in real right. life. Who gives right. a fuck about their persona? I'm not looking at Jay's Instagram like, oh, Mm-hmm. like why mm-hmm. the fuck am i doing that yeah. that's hers one and i know this bitch in real life right <laughs> like right. so that doesn't matter so like stop comparing yourself to other people online and in real life mm-hmm. you are you and it's great that you're doing these things to work through your things like i think it's really important and i commend you for that mm-hmm. but like i think it's detrimental to your process to keep comparing yourself to other people who right. live completely different lives who have like i think it's great that you are, you seemingly are not like your friends. Mm-hmm. That is a good thing. I think that's cool. Like, you know, and then the things you listed that make them cool are fucking whack to other people. Yeah. So, like, yeah. oh, okay, Vans, okay. There's <laughs> there's somebody who, like, uses that whole list of shit that you use to, to be someone, like, Yo, you know the type of bitch, like, you know, with fucking, like, <laughs> tattoos and Doc Martens and fucking da-da-da-da-da. Like, yeah. yeah. But that, and then also, like, you're perfect, yo. Whatever your shit is, you're fucking perfect. Everything that you need, you already have. Everything that you're supposed to be, you already are. You are fucking perfect. You are fucking dope. Lean into that shit. Own that shit. And I have to say, as somebody who lives with depression and anxiety, they tend to be homegirls. Um, you <laughs> they, do, they, they are. Right. Yeah, they, somebody make a meme for that. Yeah, it's depression and anxiety and dancing around the coffee table in the fucking sister girl movie. You know, it's always them singing and dancing always. around the coffee table, singing into a brush that All nobody would use. But whatever. I anyway, never get drink with my friends and dance around room. the coffee. Room. I don't, I don't even have room a coffee like table. I do, but we ain't doing that. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> nobody's doing that. Um. Yes, they tend to go hand in hand. But as someone who deals with that shit, I can say that there are times when I feel like I am like nothing and I'm not worth anything and this, that or whatever. But a part of what keeps me grounded is that I know that that's a lie. So there are times when I'm feeling that way and like it's very hard to... I know that that story about me being not worth anything and about me being not cool, about me being... Not not cool, but like wondering. Yeah, there are times when I wonder, yo, why do my friends even fuck with me, yo? I am fucking you be thinking insane. That? Yeah, there are times when I'm like, yo, why are these people my friends? Why? Like, cause I, never I knew you thought that. Yeah, because sometimes I feel like a burden, or sometimes I feel like I'm just gonna say bird. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a bird. I feel like a bird. Sometimes all my friends and friends are like, why are you hanging out with that bird? It's mad birds. I don't hang out with birds. Sometimes I am a bird. That too. 
sometimes I'm a fucking bird. Sometimes, yo, I was hanging out with my friends and somebody had like a big blow up with somebody. And I was like, yo, I'm just glad it wasn't me this time. I am also the bitch that has the big blow up with yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of yeah. shit with me, but mm-hmm. that's, that's just Genesia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes I wonder, yo, why do people tolerate that shit, yo? Like why? But it's also because I'm dope in some, so many other areas. We all have shit with us. And yo. it's also because you're human and no one expects right. you to be fucking or like right. perfect all the fucking time. Right. Like what the fuck? But it's the, I do be thinking, yo, why do they deal with this? Why am I allowed to be human? Or why, like, what do they get out of being my friend? Again, because I'm a grown ass bitch and because I have accepted that I live with depression and anxiety and because my friends are still my friends, I know that that story is a lie. And so when I'm having those feelings, I'm like, okay, all I got to do is ride this out. Mm -hmm. I don't know when I'm going to stop feeling this way, but I know that this story that I'm feeling about myself is a lie. And all I got to do is wait. And in like, sometimes it takes a few weeks or sometimes it's like a few hours. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a month. Sometimes I feel like shit for the whole, this was a month of shit. You know what I'm saying? And it'll pass because you have to just remember that that story is a lie. That story is a lie. Your friends are your friends because you're fucking great and because you deserve friends and shit. Everybody deserves friends. Yo, you know rotten fucking people who don't deserve to be loved. And somebody loves them. Nene Lee got friends, yo. Nene got friends. She got friends. That orange nigga got friends. Yo, mad friends. friends, yo. Mad friends. There are people who I really think should not have friends. Shouldn't be loved or have friends. Charlamagne has friends. He got friends, yo. Like, not the ones who pretend to be his friends for clout. He actually probably has actual friends Friends. who love him. Yes. Yes, actual, like, relationships, yo. It's a bitch right now who's alienated everyone. Black people. That bitch got friends. Are they helping her right now? No. But maybe their code of friendship is to just let her To stand outside the party together. Yes, to stand outside. (laughs) Yes. Stand outside. Together. Together. You know what I'm saying? In light skin glory. In light skin glory. Yeah. That bitch got friends. She got friends. We're asking where they are, but you know what? They're probably bitches like her, and they're happy together, and they're friends. Exactly. And they're drinking in delusional bliss together, (laughs) (laughs) listening to each other's podcasts. Being friends little together, little sound effects, right? They should start their own party. Yes, will they? No, no. That's why they're friends. Yeah. So everybody got friends. You deserve friends. Even if next year these friends not your friends, you'll have other friends. You're fucking great. Everyone is perfect. Everything you need, you already have. Yeah, stop comparing yourself to other people. Their stories is theirs. Your story is yours. Mm-hmm. Like period. That's it, yo. Stop doing that. And you know what? No, I'm not gonna say that. I was going to say, because I have a part of, like I said, you know, I never feel safe because I never feel safe because I deal with, I live with depression and anxiety. I am very careful about the type of bitches that I have around me. So that's, that's what, (laughs) yes, do that. Yeah. So like if I have someone and I know you're talking to us in, um, in confidence and safety or whatever. So you're probably not sitting around talking about why your friends, your friends and comparing yourself to people or whatever. But when I am around somebody who is constantly comparing themselves to some, to other people or wondering why they're worthy and shit like that, sometimes we don't realize this, but sometimes the way that we, if we believe the story, Right. So I know I live with depression and anxiety. So I know that story that I feel sometimes is not a real story. Yeah. So I don't believe the story. I know sometimes I just I'm living it and it feels bad because yeah. it's just a thing that's in my head. Right. But I don't believe the story. But 
If you run around here believing the story, there are people who believe these terrible stories about themselves, and so they will never believe good stories about you. And they will treat you like that. They will treat you bad. They will put you in unsafe situations. They will be toxic towards you. They will harm you. I know a bitch right now who just learned to love herself, and the whole time, this whole time before she learned how to love herself, she was treating me whack because she couldn't fathom why a bitch like me would be comfortable with being a bitch like me. Who's this bitch? Some bitch. You know who she is. But now she's comfortable with being a bitch like her. And now she fucks with me because she understands a bitch like me now, which, you know, whatever, too little, too late. But my point is love yourself. Love yourself. You can't really, can you actually be a good friend to other people, right? If you believe such bad stories about yourself, like what measurement are you measuring yourself by that like give yourself the same grace that you allegedly give other people yeah you or you deserve that grace if we run around believing bad things about ourselves we're going to be treating other people with that yeah. same bad hand i just need you fresh. to sweat yourself like you need to sweat yourself mm-hmm. more like that's something that and i i could be talking from i don't know if it's a privilege but i don't really suffer from depression um and anxiety too much mm-hmm. but like I sweat myself. Like I can, I literally could done nothing great, and I'd be like, "Yo, yo, I did that shit today." And mm-hmm. it's like you scrambled eggs. <laughs> 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 but it's like <sighs> something that has been helpful for me in my sanity and like feeling good about myself and feeling mm-hmm. confident with myself. Like I don't feel amazing yeah. every day, but like there's things that I do so that I can like remind myself that i'm popping even when i don't really feel mm-hmm. like i'm popping mm-hmm. you know like start sweating yourself start sweating look yourself, at yourself in yo. the mirror and be like yo you's a bad bitch like yeah. i don't know like there i was, like just mm-hmm. shit like that i do shit like that all the time people think i'm weird i don't care mm-hmm. i'm looking in the mirror and say i'm a bad bitch do it yo make you can make mantras for yourself there was a season back like in my early 20s when i had like a mantra i would look in the mirror and say some shit like yo you're good enough you're smart enough i wouldn't say that shit but um like you're fucking dope yo you're great you're just as good as everybody else like tell yourself the story that is healthiest for you to believe like tell yourself a story that's amazing and great about yourself instead of feeding yourself the story that's not true yes instead of feeding yourself the lie yep um yeah and don't be afraid to take selfies and shit yeah and maybe i don't know if this is out of turn or whatever maybe take minutes like oh okay because sometimes like all of these all of these kind of topical things we're doing like it's great but like sometimes you actually need medication for your depression and that's Mm -hmm. fine and that's okay it's okay Mm -hmm. for that to be Mm -hmm. the case too yeah see a doctor and get prescribed you thought i was gonna send her to the corner no but we have to say that we (laughs) we know i everyone knows what you meant but we have to say to the corner like go to go to tay 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 got them pills but yes, maybe maybe look into that and see how mm-hmm. that can be helpful if right. it can be helpful. Yeah. But that's fine too. There's no stigma in you um, taking medication to help Absolutely. your depression at right. all. Like right. Right. do that if need be. Mm-hmm. Your depression and anxiety. Do mm-hmm. that if need be. Yeah. You know. I agree with that, and um, I have chosen not to take meds, but I acknowledge that there are times when I am um, perhaps suffering when i don't have to be suffering yeah and i think that meds are a, a good option i think worth exploring um yeah as an option so sometimes mm-hmm. i don't bring it up just because it's not something that i do but it's not because i think that they're less than or like a bad idea so i agree yo i co-sign yeah. that shit mm-hmm. i co-sign that shit 
and don't go to tay tay don't go to tay tay and i also like i was saying about selfies and shit like that i when i'm feeling something about myself a part of what i do to sweat myself is i will yeah take a selfie and put that shit in my ig stories and it really just be about how adorable my fucking nose is yo because my nose is fucking adorable. that or yo something that i do i don't know how you do social media i mm-hmm. tell social media like i'm not feeling good today send me cat photos or i'm not feeling mm-hmm. good today right blah, 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 blah. and people be sending me stuff or like i'm having a i put a cute like my I haven't done this a lot because I don't really pay, take a lot of selfies. Mm. But I posted a selfie, selfie of myself and was like, I'm not feeling good. I just need to feel good things about myself. Because, yes, I provide that for myself. But sometimes I need it from, like, outward spaces. Mm. And then people would just start liking the picture and just start, you know, talking to me and telling me shit. And sometimes that's kind of what I need, too. Because yeah. that is what social media is for. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. fuck you here for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Factoids, factoids. This letter, so initially, I thought this was going to be more of a dating letter. And then as we got towards the end, I realized that I don't like this guy. So it's not about dating. Yeah, this fuck is, him. yeah, fuck this nigga. And then let's like focus on yourself or whatever. You might be ready to date, but not this guy. I'll be honest and say that I never know what I'm ready to date. Mm. After I break up with someone, I think that, okay. I'm probably ready to date when I don't want to be abusive. <laughs> okay. So I think that's when I'm ready to date. But what, um, does, what does that mean for, for someone? Who when I meet a person. About. But like, when do you want to be abusive? Like, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm explaining. Okay. So like, when I'm in my abusive spaces, and my abusive spaces are always, um, when I exert it, it's usually when I'm like dating men. But mm-hmm. it's when I want to degrade people and treat them horribly and like do all of the things that I have have had happened to me that right. caused me pain in my romantic life mm-hmm. so i just want to do that to men um so i'm feeling like that now so like i know i'm not ready to date but usually when that subsides and i can see like a man or a woman and i can be like oh like fine with it like not thinking about what they want to do to me mm-hmm. not thinking about them possibly trying to harm me and mm-hmm. like shit like that or like me possibly wanting to harm them or like waiting for that, you know, mm, well, we'll see what happened. Like that, all of that right. doubt and stuff is usually gone. So I'm like, okay, I'm ready to date. But that's usually when I know when I'm ready to date. Um, I'll say that I think I just made that distinction for myself because I'm not really ever really single. There's mm-hmm. always somebody in my life, be it in a romantic way, a sexual way, Um so I'm not single a lot, a lot. Um, but yeah, I think that's when I know I'm ready to date, when I don't mm-hmm. want to abuse yeah. people. Yeah, It's kind of sad to mm-hmm. see a therapist. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's when I know. I don't always know when I'm ready. And sometimes I, after a breakup, will start trying to date right away to help get over I the that. breakup. Yeah, that's my shit. Yeah, you like, do. Oh. You be like, oop, oop. Download the we outside. out here. We, we outside. Out here. This is like, outside. What are you doing? You just that just broke up yesterday. Who's y'all? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. You're like what? You know y'all. Time to move on. We're done. Yeah, I we don't are really done. Do yeah. So that's usually what I do. Mm-hmm. I start dating immediately, and um, I think I think that I was not ready to date i don't know usually something really bad happens and i'd be like oh oh okay <laughs> oh I, I guess i need uh i guess i need some time <laughs> i guess uh 
guess I uh, wasn't ready for this. And then I just chill until I feel like I can feel um, healthy and like it really doesn't. I got to get to the point where like I feel like it actually doesn't matter if this person likes me or not. Yeah. I don't care if it. Yeah. You know, when I'm it, there. Yeah. Then it's like, OK, let's date. Because honestly, a lot. Of, I think personally, I think a lot of. And I have to say, um, I'm a demisexual, just for anyone who doesn't know. So when I say this, if it sounds like I don't fucking know. But for me, I think a lot of there's a lot of mania, I think, associated with like dating and love and relationships. And because of toxic masculinity, we're supposed to feel women who date men are often supposed to feel this feeling of like uneasiness is does he like me is he into me am i good enough am i right because i think the way that men are trained to date is through this like testing kind of thing like is she good enough does she work and i can't ever make her feel comfortable or like she's good enough i can't call her a certain amount of times i can't it's kind of like this withholding of like affection and attention and shit like that which could last your whole life honestly yes yeah, it's, it's like that's you, how they you have move. to earn these things yeah right like right stupid yeah and so i think and i don't think that just happens with people who date men okay because it still happens and like when i i haven't really had romantic relationships with women too much mm-hmm. um but when i do date them even casually there's still a lot of that hetero heteronormative shit that creeps its way in where it's okay. like but it's still, you do this and right, it's, it's right. still masculinity is still in that space mm-hmm, still mm-hmm, yeah like and i remember being like wait but i thought why this is here why is this, why is this here yeah well, I don't, I don't want this here. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it still exists. It does. And so I think a lot of what culturally we associate with like butterflies and feeling like a new love and all that shit is like not healthy or real. It's not. I think that whole everything that it's like really if not. you listen to Jill Scott's first album. Let's take a long walk. That was on the first album. Okay. Um, <laughs> like on that album. Li- that whole that whole Lizelle and E flat, everything she says in that song, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love that. It sounds like what love is. Like, ooh, he loves me. Especially different. All this extra feeling of like fucking sultriness and like all that like attachment shit. I don't think that's healthy. No, I don't either. I don't like at all. I don't yeah. believe in. Po- I don't. I don't possess someone. I don't own. Yeah. Like that's not what relationships Listen have to ever that been song. for me. And if, then throw it in the trash. Yeah, I <laughs> throw thought, all those thoughts. Right. The thoughts, not the, the thoughts, song. Right, the thoughts. Throw all those that thoughts in the trash. Knocks, and she's still my favorite you problematic auntie, shit. second only to the other favorite. Because she's a Philly bird. <laughs> oh, she's a Philly bird. Yeah. Oh, we love um, you, Jill Scott. I relate to that. Uh, I'll be your friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all those feelings of like yeah, get rid of that shit. Yeah, like I gotta be with this person or all of that. Like that too. This is what stood out when it came to her and this guy. Mm. If he's interested in you, why don't he just fucking say that, that shit? Part. Like, why is he fucking playing his game? Like, one, I don't know your age, but I'm just for everybody. I'm saying yeah. you are too old for that shit. Yeah, why are you doing that? Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. that. I. And I did used to play that game, but when I realized, like, wait, 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 this is dumb. Right. It doesn't make no sense. I like you. I fuck with you. What we doing? Like yeah. that's well, that's how I am. That's what that's where I am with it. Mm-hmm. What we doing? And don't. I guess for women who date men, 
I think it's important for us to stop making them be the gatekeepers of where the relationship goes or the trajectory of where it goes. It's not because he wants to be in a relationship that you're in a relationship. It's not because he wants to just be fucking that you're fucking. Like, no, stop giving them that power. Like, that's not for them to do. You can Mm -hmm. navigate that shit too. You can say to a motherfucker, what I want is a relationship. And they be like, well, I'm not there yet. And you just be like, deuces. Because you, mm-hmm. you know what you want. Don't be sitting around waiting for them to figure it out. See if he wants me. Yeah. He might. This is No. One, one thing that I've known about when I dated men is when a motherfucker wanted me, he wanted me. Facts. And when he didn't, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Period. It's none of that shit. I need you. That lady in waiting shit. You. It's dumb. Right. Stop doing that. And you can control the path of whatever, however your relationship goes with that man. Mm-hmm. You can control that shit. You could be like, nah, I just want fucking. That's it. Yeah. But not with this nigga though. No, 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 no. Not at all. Yeah. He already is. He's trash. Mm-hmm. He's trash. Like, just say, how you going to tell a friend? We are not in elementary school where you remember when you was in school and mm-hmm. then your the guy pointed at you he'd be like my friend like you and you'd be like yep. oh tell him I like him too like what the fuck mm-hmm. we are grown ass adults <laughs> tell me your fucking self and we could get it popping yeah it makes no sense yeah and I think that whole thinking about like well it's it's probably me because when he does try and talk to me then I don't really no, no fuck all that fuck no, all of that no, it's no, him because if he wanted it he would have said something why are you yeah. telling your friend yeah you've no. been in his house according to this letter yeah no fuck that but also right so like I said I thought this was initially about dating so it made me think about mm-hmm, what it made um, me think about so if you all listen to our friends over at Inner Hope Uprising podcast sam and rob they had an episode where they were just talking shit and catching up and talking mm-hmm. about their relationships and feelings and sam was i'm going to put the link to that episode in the show notes but sam was talking about how she doesn't feel um inspired to date right now like she's just not feeling it she just don't fucking feel it like she has a bunch of date ideas and shit that she wants to do but she's really not feeling Yo, sam be having a date idea these niggas she really do i yeah. might meet someone and be like sam what should i do um the, the <laughs> list is posted on instagram i know so but i'll have their number there. so i can i can still talk to my friend you could you could <laughs> um right so and then she's just not in the mood and that men are garbage which they are and she she said a bunch of other really poignant stuff but she mentioned how she was thinking about all the ways in which like past trash niggas that she dated like ways in which she would bend or Mm -hmm. like try and make things work or do little things that didn't seem like a big deal just little things to like make shit go smooth or whatever that in retrospect was some fucking whack bullshit and it made me think about how um i've been meaning to tell this to her off the mic but here we are podcasting um but it made me think about how none of us as people who date men right most of our parents assumed you know because our parents of you know when we were born or whatever didn't most of them did not talk to us like we would be dating the same sex, right? So most people assume that, okay, you're going to grow up and you're going to d- start dating boys and this, that, or whatever. So we're socialized a certain way. Yeah. No one tells us, no one tells their daughters that men are trash. Nobody tells us in the dating process, like, men are trash. They t- they talk to us that way when they're telling us to, like, They're be telling safe us how to survive right. around men, how to survive these relationships. Mm-hmm. They're giving us survival tools, right. but they're not telling us. Date like a man. Yeah. Don't have sex on the first date. Don't be a hoe. 
don't like you know stuff like that all, yeah all but of these safety precautions so right. you can survive yes so you can survive abuse yeah. you can survive yeah, toxic masculinity yeah. and there's no like hey men are trash so they're gonna be a lot of times you're gonna be asked to compromise yourself and yeah, that shit to, is whack and don't do it they are the oppressor yes. right that you will be oppressed in your own relationships so no one is teaching us those things so no. a lot of the stuff just how sam is looking like wow you know, a year ago, two years ago, whatever. I'm thinking about like the whack shit that I did, and and it's and it's small shit. It's small shit that yeah. women everywhere do every day. And if she listed out the stuff, no one would be like, "Oh my god, you did that." No, it's regular shit that bitches do when they're dating men because men are fucking garbage. Yeah. But yeah, no one. These are all things that we have had to learn as like grown adult people because a part of the system of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, yeah. which exists within our relationships, a part of keeping that system going is not telling the oppressed that is happening, pretending that that shit is not happening, pretending that we are not so centering the patriarchy within our intimate black relationships that we're having with other black ass people yeah. a part of maintaining the system is keeping the system a secret not acknowledging that the system exists not acknowledging that these things are actually happening that the oppression in a lot of relationships is real even if it's just minute shit that have to do with the division of emotional fucking labor yeah. which is like not a minute it, it nah, fucking affects your mental health it's it affects your well-being and all kind of shit yo when it comes to um like we talked about people withholding time withholding affection just being in charge of the trajectory of the relationship of, yeah, like you like, mentioned no. all of that shit is fucking abusive all of that shit is the fucking patriarchy and um my partner is a man we are i love him we're happy there are times when i have to like say hey this is like kind of man trash what's happening here whatever like he's great men are still fucking garbage the patriarchy is still real that doesn't mean that we can't find awesome loving relationships with men but a part of that is the same way that a lot of y'all are running around with like you know great white friends like they're fucking awesome but those white friends if you can't challenge them about white supremacy like are they good friends or no, not so not like yeah the only white quote-unquote friends that i have are ones who i can say yo that shit is mad white that shit is mad racist you're being mad white right now so we have to be able to be in relationships with if we are people who date men we have to be able or you're right which you mentioned this before or not toxic masculinity does not only exist in men at all so if we are dating people who identify with masculinity in a certain way or identify with toxic masculinity and seek the heteronormative bullshit yeah be a toxic thing Mm -hmm. like i've i've seen it in mask women i've seen in non-binary folks Mm -hmm. who i would say in action mirror things that I would tie to like masculinity yeah. in that way even though they're not ascribing to um, gender in that way mm-hmm. like it is not healthy like yeah. it, it's still manifest in that space and I think that even at, with, with my experience with women I'm always like more shocked that it's there because it's like what the fuck mm-hmm. why is it here this is where I like I shouldn't be fi- like right. It's even here, like that shit is fucking annoying and frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like, get that shit out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, get it the fuck out of here. And I yeah. get why it's there, and I understand how oppression works and how it, it. You can be an agent of the oppressive system without even being a person of that oppressive group. Group, mm-hmm. but like, 
get that shit out of here and also like i would appreciate it if we called it out more like we're yeah. so used to like and i'm gonna yell at men to the day i die mm-hmm. but we're so used to yelling at men and calling them trash and doing all of these things but we need to call these fucking people who are agents of this toxic masculinity who are not identifying as men we mm-hmm. need to like call them out on that shit too mm-hmm. that shit is fucking violent and toxic and i need that to not be in my fucking living room yeah like get that shit out of here mm-hmm. i'm not doing that shit like I'm not, and and I know for myself, I think that's why I haven't, at this point, not like in my whole life, but like at this point, like as soon as I see that, I think because I'm socialized and I have most of my romantic relationships have been with men, mm-hmm. that I think I I feel like I know how to deal with that more than when it comes from a woman. I generally don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, like but with a man, I could be like, because I'm used to yelling at men all mm-hmm. the time, so I get maybe not having the tools or like not knowing how to call it out in that way like i get that space but we need to start doing that shit because mm-hmm. get that shit the fuck out of right. here right 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 like out of here yeah i think that we need to remember that nobody teaches little girls or girls in their dating phase of life that the, their male partners will attempt to oppress them in some way mm-hmm and we do that with our black children we tell them like yo you are you are black you are different you will be treated a certain way you see what happened to so and so did you see what happened that was that was racism this we do things to our black children to our black adolescents our black young people to try and prepare them for the harsh reality of white supremacy and very rarely do we do that to young black girls and let them know the ways in which they people will try to oppress them within their romantic relationships Mm -hmm. and um i think we should start doing that in some way and i think we should not be so hard on ourselves as people who date men or masculine people or people who ascribe to toxic masculinity i think we should not be so hard on ourselves when we look back and we're like wow i really did that for that nigga like wow i didn't even like what the fuck was that about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We were not taught to do anything else. No. Like that's how not you at all. that's how you move. Not at all. You just or, succumb to this nigga's will. Or excuse me. Or mm-hmm. if you were taught because I feel like I was taught things by my the woman in my family, mm-hmm. but it was more so to like beat out the system. Right. So not telling me to remove myself from it or be like look out for those things, mm-hmm. but it was like things to teach me how to like kind of like we said earlier, survive the system and not get got. Right. And those ways. So, mm-hmm. like, stuff like my... Since I was a kid, my grandmother was like, don't even... A man shouldn't even know when you get paid because mm-hmm. he should have his shit together. You know, like, just stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm not realize, realizing that she's teaching me to, like, not get got. Mm-hmm. But those are the ways that I was taught to, like, not subscribe to the patriarchy in mm-hmm. that way, to not get got. And it's like, okay, I get it. It was great for survival, but I need to, like, this shit to not exist. Right. That's the point where I'm at now. I need right. this shit to not exist. Mm-hmm. I've, I think I've been very successful in quotations and not getting got mm-hmm. um i need to it to not exist yeah. that's the point where i'm at now i need to just not that needs to not exist mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here get out of my living get room out right now okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like why did you end there with that white person song i don't remember the rest who was that jojo mm. people like jojo I guess. I don't know. I don't know her story. I don't know her life. <laughs> I just remember that song. Okay. Sorry. But yeah, get the fuck out of my living room yeah. with that shit. Yeah. Like dead ass. Mm-hmm. All take, right. Take a swig of this. Take a swig.
Sweet. I think we did a motherfucking episode. I think we did. We did a show. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We are at T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram. We are at T with Queen and J on Facebook and Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. You can send us your T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. And please visit our website, T with Queen and J dot com for mm. all the good good. Yes, yes. Um, you can follow me personally at Jenny Cia F on Twitter and Instagram. That's at J A N I C I A. The F is for savings. That makes no sense. It is. And you can follow me on the social medias. I am at the Queen Speaks with an S mm-hmm. and an underscore because a bitch has the name and it's not tweeting or posting a picture. So that's right. Yeah, find me there. Follow me there. All right. <laughs> Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. Stop, Stop killing, killing trans, trans women. women. Say, Say her name. name. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Disability you're, too white. You okay, sis? Why I stayed? Why I stayed? Hmm? Stay with who? Which one? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag T with QJ. Hashtag pod in. Hashtag pods in color. Hashtag queer walk. Hashtag queer walk pod. Mm-hmm. Hashtag bag ladies. Hashtag unpack BG. Yep. Hashtag inner hole uprising. Yeah. Hashtag sexually liberated woman. Hashtag Marsha's plate. Hashtag a little juju podcast. Hashtag Miss Vixen. Hashtag storm every damn day. Hashtag Black Panther so lit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Why do y'all do that? Uh, I don't know. My pastor used to do that. I don't yeah. know why he did that. It used to be a love. I used to wish I'd be like, "Yo, if I could just get permission to go to sleep in here, that shit is the sweetest little like, like rhythm to go to sleep to." Ooh, I don't know. Really? Yeah, I think if you're used to hearing it, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I just want to go to sleep because first of all, I no longer know what you're saying. <laughs> I hardly, I hardly understood what you meant before, but I and I remember he used to say, um like other ministers who didn't do that who were just like talking he'd be like yeah he give a good talk but he wasn't like preaching like oh my god is that what's going on here that's funny oh the blacks yeah we didn't I love do them. noises like that in the mosque i love the blacks some people would try to creep in with those noises and he was like you in the mosque leave <laughs> <laughs> that at the door yes. that's funny um do we say all our hashtags you got any hashtags um no i can't think of any all right hashtag 4c forever Hashtag, you were not invited, sis. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with production support from a black person named Emeka. T with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. I wanted to be the first black bitch on television. I picked up the telephone and I called my manager, Roy Gerber, and I said, do me a favor, get the word around. And for heaven's sakes, please call Aaron Spelling.